Welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I'm Emily, and this is a podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. And hanging out with me to help with hosting is Kristen. What up? And somewhere <laughs> in our virtual studio is Zen. I'm over here. Over here. <laughs> oh, there you are. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All the way over there. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about all things food because regardless of where you go, you got to eat, um, especially when it comes to travel. You know, food is not... It's, it's unknown food sometimes. So this includes talking about how we budget for food, the decisions we make when choosing what to eat, and any kind of food experience or a lack of we seek um, when, a, when traveling and ultimately some of the surprises we have encountered. But before all that, we will take a quick sponsor break. When you look back upon your life and you see all the things you achieved, Certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future, and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. Welcome back. What Hi. is the first? Yes, hello. <laughs> Uh, so food, I guess, are you a foodie um, in the sense, I feel like there's, I'm, I'm a food, I'm more of a foodie at, oh, I don't know. I was going to say I'm more of a foodie when I'm at home versus traveling, traveling. I'm more about the experiences, but now I'm not sure. But do you have a distinction of, are you a foodie? And is it only when traveling? What has come out more traveling or, or what, what's the situation? I don't know. I am not talk. (laughs) Sorry. I am not a foodie. I couldn't be further from a foodie. I just, my bar is so low (laughs) when it comes to food. Um, (laughs) I, I'm not at all about seeking out great things. I just feel like I like whatever's new, whatever's there. Like it's fine. I don't, I don't know. I'm not out to find the coolest fusion and the best value, expensive, nothing like that. So I feel like I'm on an extreme, the extreme low end. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of a foodie. Okay. Um, so the thing is that uh, I like new experiences and I like trying different types of food. And um, actually, there was a point in my life, I mean, you hear me talk about it. This is part of the reason why I like to travel so much is I used to open up franchises. And the thing is, when I'd be home, the last thing, I, could, I couldn't keep milk um, in my fridge because it would spoil. You know, literally, like, so I would, have you seen those Tetra packs of, like, quarts of milk that you can buy? So I would have to have all, like, quarts of milk that were, like, Tetra packs because I never had a chance to get fresh milk. So I always drink that stuff. So there was a point in time, like, I think two to three years where I didn't even eat at home. (laughs) So... (laughs) I mean, I literally didn't eat at home for two or three years, and it's just eating at different restaurants. But, so, like, you made them good restaurants, or like me, where you're satisfied to have Del Taco, like, for every meal? You know what? I, I don't, I like, strangely enough, I, I like McDonald's, and I like 
a Brazilian barbecue kind of they're different types of things, but I think they're I like different types of food. You know, there's a certain type of, you know, grace in whatever type of food, whether it's cheap food or great food, you know. Mm-hmm. So so you know, the thing is unfortunately I'm not rich, so the thing is I can't go to like super expensive places, but I'm always kind of seeking out the new ramen place or the new Okay. Brazilian place or the, you know, and then if I like it enough, I'll go back twice. <laughs> well, look at you. Yeah. So, I, I mean, oh, go ahead. Like, I'm like old faithful. Like I, I find the things I like and I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I don't need to try the newest place or if I know I like somewhere, I'm just content with that. I don't need the new experiences when it comes to food. So I might be opposite. Fair Interesting. Enough. Fair enough. Where are you, Emily? Somewhere in the middle? All right. Um, I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. So I am kind of like an old faithful like you, Kristen, especially at home. If I go somewhere, I pretty much go there my entire life until someone else will take me somewhere, like a new place. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, that's cool. I, this, is, this has now been added to my places that I will go to <laughs> kind of situation. I don't necessarily seek out places on my own um but if a friend recommends it or i see someone at a certain place i'm like oh that food looks good on like their instagram stories or something i'll take a screenshot or i'll save it as like a note but i don't necessarily seek it out and this is the same with um like traveling too like if i know i'm gonna be in let's say new york or something and I'm fair. I've been to New York a couple of times. So I have a couple of places where I'm like, yes, that food is good. I'm okay eating there. But then if I see someone else in New York, that's like at this new place, I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe if I feel like it, or if I'm not, I'm in that area, I will check it out. But it's more of like, I have this growing list of just if it makes sense, or if we have nowhere else to go, we will go here. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I- I'm yeah, always looking for Yelp, Yelp, four stars or five stars. That's place. true. Yes. Or and or like there's like a part of Yelp that's like um, new to new to the area. So I'm always looking for those like new to the area restaurants too to see what's out there. Yeah, so. definitely. And we're all definitely, especially when going someplace new. Um, I'm talking like traveling, like a country or a city or something like that. I'll I'm more keen to recommendations from people as far as like friends or like friends of friends or family or something like that. I'll look at those. I'll like compile a list first and then, Oh, I'll also use Pinterest a lot. Um, yeah. So I use Pinterest for not only like the Instagram worthy places or like what to pack type of things, but like, uh, there's so many blogs out there that will write like how to spend four days in like Lisbon or something like that. And they'll always include restaurants. Um, and so, and bloggers are like, they're just so, they do all the work for you. So they'll give you like yeah. the budget options or they'll mm. give you like the splurge options. <laughs> and so right. I kind of like have this massive list. And then I kind of, it depends on how much effort I want to put into as far as research, but like I'll see if there's any overlap in recommendations from like friends or like Yelp or you know, Pinterest. And I'll be like, Oh, so those places are like, especially good. If like all these people are recommending it. So maybe I'll go there, but I'm never like, we have to go here. 
Yeah. And me, part of the like fun of traveling is seeing what do they consider junk food? What do they consider cheap, like on the go food? What, what is their quality of like, like the street snacks and things like that. And similar to the way that I travel where I hate kind of having an itinerary and I hate feeling like, Hey, I have to go find this. I have to go find this. I look this up. Having like those blogger wrecks would be that same stress level for me. Like even if it was like the cheap option, like I have to go find where I saw that. Like it's not worth it for me. I'll just pick something up where I find it. And I don't know if I had to like, you know, choose my battles. Food is yeah. not worth like fighting it for whatever reason. That makes sense. Also, what I like to do talking about like just picking just the local food. Um, if it's someplace, especially international, I'll, I like to see kind of like what their cuisine is like or like what is their most quintessential pastry or dessert or whatever. Yeah. That is. I'll go for yeah. those, like those little like small snacks sort of things, but not necessarily restaurants, but snacks and desserts. I, I will go out of my way if it's something like interesting and, you know, in the area that I'm in, <laughs> I'll go. It's convenience. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't actually surround my travels with food. So the thing is that usually what I like to do is two a couple couple ways is like a couple things. It's like there's a couple types of food that I find out that's like a local cuisine. And I try to look for that local cuisine somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it doesn't have to be anywhere specific. But lots of times what I'll do is I'll... Um, I'll try to find out, oh, where's a great local cuisine, what have you, and where where should I look? Okay, so, and then, so, like, it could be close, but I try to find one that's relatively, like, along the way. So, like, oh, we're going to be at this museum, and there's supposedly a very, fairly good, let's say, curry place in the UK next to this museum, or there's one next to the hotel. So, the thing is that when I'm going to the museum and we have to eat lunch we'll go eat at that local place for that particular cuisine on a very, very few occasions. I'll actually hear like, actually I've seen Anthony Bourdain's um, where he actually recommends certain places in certain cities. And I'll try to make it to one or two of those. Places. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also I like to just like, see i think we all do this is just like you know you're going down the street you're somewhere and it's just like you're walking down the street and you go what is that i need to eat that <laughs> you know it's yeah. like it's lunchtime and that's the appropriate um appropriate type of food. you know i want to get that food so like here's here's an example in japan it's like look if you're in japan you have to eat, either eat ramen or udon and I just it's like, you know, wherever I'm at, you know, like if it's lunchtime, I'll pull out my phone, do a Yelp thing. This is the place to go eat udon or ramen in the local area. And then we'll go there. Um, but then on occasion, like I said, just like I've seen like uh, Anthony Bourdain. I forget. I think it was like a Zilla dog or something like that when you're in Vancouver where they mix Japanese cuisine with hot dogs. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I got to go find this place. And it just happened when I got there. It used to be a hot dog stand. And they opened up a whole restaurant across the street from my hotel. So that was oh, wow. fortuitous. Yeah. It's just like, they op- so it's like, oh, cool. We'll just walk over there. There it is. <laughs> so, 
Zillodog or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but you could get nori on your hot dogs and stuff like that. So, um, and then I like to eat. <clears throat> um, well, I mean, this goes into like, how do you guys budget for food? Do you budget for food, or you just like eat whatever you're going to eat? Oh, that's funny. I, I'm like thinking now, and no, I don't think I do. If anything. I'll budget for like the fun experiences and I will literally go get pre-made food in the grocery store. If I'm like low. Yes. (laughs) Oh no, totally. Oh, Um. it's so sad. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's just, and I say this having had some amazing food experiences places and being like, I should really like, you know, do something. I should really be more into food or try to find better experiences. And and yet it's still just so low on my list. So I try to keep in a budget of about, I mean, it, you know, if we can get in lower, that's much better. But like, I try to make sure we're not spending more than 150 bucks. I mean, 150 bucks uh, for three people a day. So okay. it's like roughly 50 bucks a day per person, which is a, is a lot of money, but at the same time, it isn't a lot of money. So, you know, the thing is that... Well, it so that means, go, right? it, it depends. Yeah, I guess like if you're... Yeah, it just depends where you're going, but that's kind of like the budget. So that means like if we're going to have a excellent meal at night like a sit-down restaurant that means we got to go a little bit cheaper on breakfast and lunch yes and i follow um, that logic yeah and then and like you you two said is like one of the great joys of traveling is i like to go into the local grocery stores and see what Mm -hmm. the locals eat you know whether it's france or japan or even vancouver i like to go to the local grocery stores and see what they have that we don't have here Oh, totally. Or even just the way they package things. So, for instance, uh, when I was in France, um, in Uh the grocery store, and maybe we have this somewhere, but I wasn't used to seeing it. Uh, They eat a lot of rabbit, and they would literally just have a skinned rabbit just wrapped in cellophane. And I was just like, oh, God, like, you can see what it is. It's literally just a bloody rabbit. And it's wrapped in cellophane, just chilling there. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I totally follow, um, that grocery store or just like cheap sandwich shops, cafes, literally, or McDonald's, even something about it's comforting to go to McDonald's in a different country sometimes, um, just to get like American food or like that country's version of McDonald's or like, you know, they have I those, love going to McDonald's. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we have like that special mcdonald's for that country that's always fun um but it depends if i'm traveling with my friends then there's not like a budget we don't have like a dollar amount budget but it's the same idea as if we're gonna spend money on like a nice fancy restaurant it's like three dollar signs um or three to four dollar signs or something that's gonna be like our one splurge meal and then everything leading up to that. So it's like McDonald's sandwiches, grocery store, which is like really good, especially, uh, I always love our Switzerland grocery stores, um, meals because it's just so convenient and so cheap. And we, I literally had like a ham and cheese sandwich with, um, 
like a tiny iced cafe latte from Switzerland almost every single morning. And it was like three euros maybe. Um, it's just nice, but I don't budget. And I also don't, I, I keep the restaurants or the places we eat to like maybe an average of like one to $2 signs. The splurging are three to $4 signs. Yeah. I mean, I, you haven't lived until you start eating out of a Seven Eleven in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> those are nice. <laughs> those are great. Like that's another in your cap. Like <laughs> those are good quality. I love the food in the Seven Eleven in Japan. So oh I my mean, gosh, and in Denmark, they're everywhere. You know, that's a yeah, Denmark, it's a Japanese company now. Wait, oh, what? Yeah. yeah so Seven yeah. Eleven was an American company. <clears throat> and and but the Japanese love convenience stores, and so it became so popular that the Japanese actually purchased it. And Seven Eleven is actually a Japanese company. Have you seen Lawson's like when you're in Japan? Uh, yes, 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 yes. It's blue. The sign is blue, and it's like a, roughly the shape of a milk crate, like an old milk bottle. And that's actually from Ohio. When I grew up, there was a Lawson's on every corner, like like a Seven Eleven, and then they disappeared in the United States for like I hadn't seen one for like twenty five years. And then when we went to Japan, it's like what the heck? And to find out, funny, the Japanese had purchased out Lawson's as well because they love convenience stores, and there's mostly Lawson's only in Japan now. Oh, listen to this. I looked it up. 7-Eleven is a Japanese-American multinational chain of convenience stores headquartered in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> I love it. But it's a Japanese-American, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese-American multinational yeah. chain. Um, founded in 1927 as an ice house storefront in Dallas. Oh, wow. And why is it called 7-Eleven? Do you guys know? No. Was it ours? Yep. Opened up oh. at 7 a.m., closed at 11 p.m. <clears throat> so straightforward. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So crazy, right? Yeah. It is. But I, I will say um, budgeting would have behooved me in some situations. So I remember when I was in Nicaragua, um, everything was super cheap. And I was just eating, very happily eating, just like kind of a lot of street food and, and things like that. And I had so much money left. I, well, I say so much. It, it literally probably amounted to like 20 us dollars. And I was like, I'm going to treat myself. Like I'm going to go out to a restaurant and I was traveling alone. So that's always a little bit of an awkward situation. Um, so I went to this fancy restaurant. I could not even find a way to spend that all that money. I think I ended up spending like $12 and this was me ordering drinks and appetizers and really nice meals. Um, and I was thinking, <laughs> I could have eaten like this the whole time. And I like, and yawn and <laughs> yes, it was crazy. So had I known, I, you know what? So are you, so I usually do breakfast at the convenience store the grocery store, but on a rare occasion, depending on where we're at, I actually like if you're in a local hotel, there are breakfast bars or like if they have a buffet. Ooh. 
Have you ever done that? Because the the buffet will ha- have local foods. That's yeah. true. Yes. So that's why I like to do the breakfast buffets, is because it's a lot of local foods. Um, I actually also like to do hotel buffets in big international chains, because depending where you are, their breakfast foods might not be as what you are used to, and so they also usually include some Americanized food. Oh yes, um, which is help. And I say this, I I love trying new things, but breakfast is my jam and I really love breakfast food. And I feel like I can't eat anything until I've had breakfast food. Even if I sleep until 3 PM, I need to start with breakfast food. (laughs) I remember being in India and their breakfast food is exactly like their dinner food. It's like chutneys and like, um, yeah, like naan and um, like tiki masala and things like that. Where I was like, I can't, I can't eat this right now. I can't do it. Um, so they also have like the station with like eggs and bacon and their version of like American um, breakfast, which is kind of interesting sometimes too. I like the, like we like, especially in like Taiwan, because there's a lot of breakfast foods that they don't serve here in the United States. And it's kind of like comfort home comfort food for me. So it's kind of like the rice porridges and all the pickles and all the savory condiments that go with rice. You know, like they sell these kind of like savory kind of fried dough donuts and stuff like that. And so I may not go to a breakfast buffet all the time, but just to eat the local breakfast foods is a lot of fun. Same thing in Japan in particular. What are your thoughts on breakfast traveling but stateside so are you still gonna go out and uh eat the buffet at the hotel buffets and things like that no. or uh, <laughs> united states it's always mcdonald's in the u.s because they give you the continental breakfast yeah. which is literally a packaged muffin and like oh i know <laughs> a, a freaking bottle of sugar juice marked as orange juice okay so when i went to zion uh last year yeah that was last year zion last year that was our first stop on our multinational park road trip and so and i knew we were going to be driving so we drove from california and or socal and we drove all the way to zion and i knew we were coming in super late and we had to wake up super early to catch the shuttle to do all the things and so i was like this is the one hotel we're gonna quote unquote splurge on it was like the most expensive hotel not saying it was super expensive or anything but it was the closest one that i could find that was closest to the national park and it included continental breakfast and i was like oh how convenient if we're coming in super late um coming in super late we have like a nice cushy hotel bed to sleep in we wake up early in the morning we get some continental breakfast and then we make our way to the national park and in my mind, continental breakfast was at least like a waffle or like maybe <laughs> eggs. Your expectations. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I hadn't had a continental breakfast. And you, I mean, this was like COVID times. I just, I didn't remember what the concept of continental breakfast was. Yeah, right. And so uh, we came down and the continental breakfast it was it was cute because they still had kind of everything individually wrapped for you so um it was like you 
kind of um, they gave you like a little brown paper bag and then you made your little like lunch sack or I guess breakfast sack of food um so it was you'll play yogurt but like the mini kind that hotels carry which was really cute and I appreciate that because sometimes I can't finish a whole yogurt um (laughs) so that was nice and then it was just like not it wasn't from Costco but like those Costco platters of um, pastries so it was just like (laughs) danishes and croissant sort of stuff and then there was a fruit basket which had apples and bananas and I think that and then like a coffee station and my friends looked at that's actually a better continental breakfast that's not too bad okay it wasn't too bad but then they also my friends looked at me at like 6 a.m they go was this the breakfast you were talking about? Cause I kept telling, I was like, we're going to get like the hotel serves breakfast in the morning. We don't have to worry about breakfast before we go to the national park. And they're like, we, we could have just brought this ourselves. <laughs> uh, well, do you, do you choose a hotel? Okay. So I'll actually choose a hotel based off of sometimes if they have a free breakfast and also because that's part of the eating budget right Mm -hmm. so the thing is like if they have like a continental breakfast one of those you know waffle station things or even sometimes i'll pay a little bit extra to get the like the buffet if it's a nicer hotel how about you guys i definitely will err towards a place that includes breakfast yes even if it's a little bit more um the convenience of it being there especially depending on where your hotel is and not being able to know where somewhere is or not finding something close by or like you're leaving and you're hangry. So you can't, it's breakfast is there. It's a huge plus. Yeah. I, how about you, Emily? I I agree. Uh, Which is why I chose that hotel because I just didn't, it was just for the convenience and yeah, even if it's something little, it's, if it's included in, you know, the price that you're paying and you just have, just enough to like get you to your actual breakfast or something like that. It's that's worth it to me. So you're not hangry. Like Kristen said. Yeah. I totally will palm a apple and a banana too. And it's great for at night when you are get kind of snacky and then you still have your banana from breakfast. (laughs) Or or palm, um, when when you uh, palm, like, like a, like one of those little containers of milk. Yeah, you know, and I'll put, bring it up to the room and put it into like the the little bar refrigerator. <laughs> Definitely. So, cool. Wow. Okay. Well, any particular experiences that you that were extraordinary that we? I yes, raising my hand. I have had some of the best food experiences, which is ironic considering I care about them the least. But um. I have a very good friend who, uh, when we travel together, she loves seeking this kind of stuff out. And um, there are two. One in particular was in um, Panama City. And it was this whole experience. You had to pre-book this in advance. This restaurant only took so many people at a time. And it was this whole experience where you all had to arrive at the same time. And the chef creates this personalized menu only for that meal. So every single meal, it changes and they completely pair it with drinks. And so you have like a designated um, 
server and they bring you it was you know appetizers entree dessert everything and they explain to you um what inspired the chef and so in panama everything was very it was like panamanian based whether um it like as part of that you know some of it was like a caribbean fusion and some of it was like kind of a latin influence what inspired him to make this appetizer and why it goes with this drink uh, it was a whole thing and it was pretty bomb diggity and it's stuff like that where I'm like gosh I should really seek out this stuff more this is amazing and I never do it always falls to the bottom that sounds amazing do you remember what that place was called if I'm ever in Panama City but I'm sure I can find it I mean actually I'm not sure but I'll look Um, the other experience that I had was more just a really cool place again same friend she's really good at finding this stuff little known fact to me um maybe you guys know buenos aires has the fifth or sixth largest population of jews in the world so really? there's a huge jewish population there so we went to this argentine jewish fusion restaurant and that was just simply a really cool menu and it was really neat and kind of place you probably should have reservations because I think they were really popular. But again, this stuff exists like, but I never put in the effort to find it, but that was a really cool, like find. I would have never found that otherwise, but my friend did because she researches all that stuff way in advance. And I'm usually like that day, like what's nearby on Yelp. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, those are my cool ones. Those sound so cool. I can't you guys have to have something anything. too. Oh man, the one that's coming to my mind because we haven't traveled in a while to like exotic places, I guess, is I don't know what we talked about, but in Switzerland, Zermatt, uh, we may have talked about it. They're known for their cheese fondue. Yes. 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 Okay. So uh, my friend was like, we have to get a fondue dinner, regardless of like any, like that's the one thing that she requested. So she booked a place in Zermatt, which I don't know if it's, it must've been good. She did her research. It was on TripAdvisor. So she booked this place like two days in advance and we showed up and it was this, I'm sure, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a cheese fondue place in Zermatt. It's like really cute. It's kind of in, it looks really normal, but inside it kind of gives like a stone, it's like old stone walls sort of feel. So you feel like you're like in an old Swiss, I don't know, mm-hmm. mountain home, chalet. something like that. Yes, chalet. Mm-hmm. And they brought out a is cheese fondue that had three things you could dip in it. It was the meat, the bread, and oh man what was the other potatoes meat bread and potatoes and then we also got like appetizers and things but like the real star of the show was obviously the fondue and it was funny there were three of us um and as we're eating it the server comes back and she's like is everyone enjoying it like has any do you guys need anything checking in on us and we're like yeah we're good and then we sort of looked at each other and i was like i actually have only been eating the bread um I haven't tried. <laughs> like, i've only been dipping the bread in there and i haven't tried the meat or the potatoes yet and then my other friend goes 
I've only been eating the meat. And the other friend's like, I've only been eating the potatoes. So <laughs> it somehow was like just really funny the way that all of us had this one thing that we were, we just were satisfied with the one thing to dip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we did try everyone's, but then we were like, no, we, we're going to return to what we were eating before. But oh. it was great. Like it was just so funny the way that we had gone to this fondue place to try all the things you can dip in this fondue. Yet, we were totally satisfied with our one thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got all sorts of random stories about food, but like, okay. So first of all, it's funny because we were talking about this in the office somewhat recently, and I was people. I was trying to say what was the most extraordinary food or experience you've had. And the one that I remember the most, I can't remember a lot about the food, but I remember the event itself is I was in Rome. I have a cousin who lives in Rome and she's lived there her whole life. And one evening she's like, let's go out to a restaurant and eat dinner together. It's like, great. And my, I was with my mom. um, And so they took us out to this restaurant. This is during a summer um, in August, it's very warm during the day. It's a little bit cooler during the night. And the restaurant was on top of an old, old building. But it was a three-story building, and it was on the roof of the building. And all along the edges were these beautiful, like, grapevines or something like that, you know, some flora. And we ate dinner underneath the Italian stars. And it was just spectacular. And if you've ever been in Rome during August, it's um, meteor month. And they have meteor showers the whole month of August. So you're eating dinner. And as you kind of randomly glance up, you'll see a shooting star. Wow. That's incredible. And I had never seen a shooting star before in my life. So, and, and I mean, it was memorable is also, it was a traditional Italian meal and I can't remember what I ate, but I do remember it taking like four hours because it's just like, you get there, you smoke a little bit, you have a little bit of coffee, you have your appetizer. And then after your appetizer, you smoke a little bit, have a little bit of coffee, and then you have your first course. And then you smoke a little bit, you, you know, have a little, and then you have your second course. And then it's like, and then it just like your soup, salad, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you go into dessert. And then afterwards you sit there and you drink coffee and drink wine. And so it was like three to four hours long. Um, but because we're under the Italian stars, it was fabulous. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So that sounds great. It wasn't, you know, the food wasn't bad, I know, because otherwise I'd be going, you remember the bad things. But just the experience was fabulous. Um, then I got a funny story that the last time I was in France. So I don't get to, with my daughter now. When we travel, we had to be, um, she's, her palate has been opening and she eats more and more she's better than most of the kids i know but like she didn't take the french food particularly well um she just wasn't used to it but you know there's a lot of things she could eat so on the last day when we're leaving uh, the last time uh this was 2018 um we was like let's go eat at an italian restaurant because we have a little bit of time and 
we have nowhere to go. So we ate at an Italian restaurant um, just a few blocks away from the hotel that we were at and just randomly chose it. Um, it looked really nice. We had walked past it multiple times. And um, they gave us the specials of the day. And I'm like, oh, what's the specials? He goes, this, 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 and this. Very nice guy. And it's like, okay, I'll take the andouille sausage. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. And then I get, you know, we have escargot, all the traditional kind of like, you know, the things that you're supposed to do when you're in France. And I'm eating it. And have you ever had Chirandouli sausage? It's It's got, it's essentially intestine sausage. No. Yeah. So when you <laughs> cut it open, it, it kind of looks like brains on the inside because they kind of squeeze all the intestines and it's a sausage made from intestines. And so it was delicious. You know, it has a different taste, but it was it was really good. And then the waiter walked up to me and said, so how was the sausage? And I'm like, it was excellent. And he looks at me, he goes, I'm glad you enjoy it. I hate that stuff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a famous French dish, you know, that type of sausage. And I just thought that was the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. You know, <laughs> it's like, I hate that stuff. <laughs> uh, well, I've, I've not, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, also, I've encountered a lot of great food. Um, you know, just I can't name any of these places because they're night markets in Asia. So any night market that you're in, like Hong Kong or Taiwan or whatever, you just wander around them and you just follow your nose. And whatever smells the best, just go sit down and eat there. That's so. the one. Actually, okay. So earlier we were talking about how at least we don't, our, our travels are not surrounded by food. They're not driven by food. But right. if I go to Taiwan or any of those night market known night market countries that my travels will be will be powered by food that is like that's like the one place where i'm like yes i will i will eat this will be an eating vacation you know i was in hong kong we're in a night market my wife and i this is before my daughter and we're just wandering around and it's like hey what about that place because it's just like it was under a bridge this it was literally the night market is a market where essentially it's normal streets and then all of a sudden at night they close down the street and people start set up their cook shops or bring out their wares or whatever and it turns into a small shopping mall in the middle of the street. And this person had figured out and got this location that was under a bridge and it smelled so good and it was the dirtiest place i've ever seen you know it's just like you know because it was a street you know and they had these like all the chairs were just like you see in like a uh in the television shows like they're they're all made for midgets you know (laughs) they're like plastic chairs made for midgets and my wife's like will it be okay there to eat there i go look all the locals are eating there if they're cooking it to 212 degrees and if they didn't if they did if they poisoned everyone there's no business so let's go eat there and it was the best meal we had when we we're in hong kong i love it that sounds wow. great <laughs> it was like a stir fry you know and it's just like we got noodles and something else and it was just like it was amazing the literally the best food when we were in hong kong that time nice well, I found the name of that Panamanian place. Whoa! Yes. 
It's called Donde Jose. Oh, and it is it. in the Costco Viejo, which is like the old town. And um, it is a much talked about, extraordinary dining experience unique to Panama. Making the list of the world's best restaurants. The meal is a 10 course Panama centric tasting and requires reservation as the just 16 seat restaurant is quickly booked for as long as months on end. Whoa. Worth every penny, I will say, though. So there you have it. Donde Jose. I'm never there. Hit it up. You gotta make a list. We should make a list of all the things and places. Is that all we have to share, honey? I feel like those are really good stories. Food's not my strong suit. (laughs) (laughs) Any last stories? No. No. I think we're good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that's all. Uh, well, then, thank you for tuning into our Gotta Eat episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did. Let us know what you think. You can contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. Also, if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older ones on best college towns, crazy museums, and our favorite condiments from around the world, just to name a few. Meet Us in Paris is a University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at CE uci.edu for their professional courses and once again thank you for tuning in see you next time Bye. bye